the following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Welcome back to the Ratchet Ramblers podcast presented to you by the CSPN. I am one half of your host, Jeremy, a.k.a. Black Dante on Twitter, a.k.a. Confucius, a.k.a. I have not seen Black Panther yet, but I'm going to see see it soon, a.k.a. me, myself, personally, I don't care about spoilers, but don't be an ass and ruin it for other people who do care about spoilers, a.k.a. don't be wilding on Avery's internet. And as usual, I am joined by my friend and my co-host. Yes. It is I, London's mother, a.k.a. Candace, formerly known as Intense Desire. You can follow me on Twitter, but please don't be a weirdo in my mentions because I'm not in the mood. I will report you as spam and get your account suspended. Know me, know that, know it, and lock it in, okay? Because I'm not in the mood. But I'm back. I was gone last week, and the other 33% filled in for me, our good friend Curtis over at the Gay Side Stories. And I just want to let you niggas know, I waited to get on the show and say it, but y'all spent two and a half hours goddamn clowning. (laughs) I just wanted to let you know that I couldn't be more proud of y'all and how y'all carried on. (laughs) I could could trust Curtis in my place to deliver a good drag when I'm not here. (laughs) You dragged the fuck out of the brat. Yeah, he dragged the the brat in that strap to hell and back. I mean, <laughs> ooh, strap landy and sea Strap landing. Oh my god, did I say that in the group chat? Yes. <laughs> so you are a terrible person. Further, we uh, first of all, London is here. Okay. Yes. But <laughs> we are joined by one of my favorite guests. It's always a good time when she comes and talks reality ratchetness and bullshit with us, and just shoots the shit. So. One of my my baby Lexi is here. Hello, hello, hello. Greetings and salutations. Our <laughs> <laughs> uh, friend Lexi is back. Um, still out here getting fine on you hoes. Also out here. Um, Let me tell you, I know that Lexi is destined for greatness because her birthday is on Christmas. <laughs> and, and so I never met a Christmas baby that I didn't like. Um, my mother-in-law's birthday is on Christmas and she is too one of the sweetest people I know I typically think people with holiday birthdays are typically pretty great even though Jeremy is like the Scrooge he is a Wednesday baby (laughs) a nigga who hate everything was born on the day of love I know first of all first of Uh, all hold on before you get to first of all in this shit and doing (laughs) doing bullet points uh, I wish you, <laughs> wish you a very happy birthday. Uh, you are one of the greatest people that I know. One of the most honest people I know. Mm-hmm. Um, you are a piece of shit. You know. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and I'm, hearing, 
I cannot <laughs> leave that out. But <laughs> what what you give us in uh, ratchetness, <laughs> you far exceed in kindness and love and humility and and you know comedy. So happy belated birthday! Thank you, thank you. I my hope nigga. you went and got yourself some fifty percent off candy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <nigga>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went to Target. You know they only have thirty percent off. I was up and because I was like, "Excuse me." Oh, you talking She talking about ooh. That's it. <laughs> I was like, it is definitely the day after what happened in fifty and seventy five percent off. Like, come on now. Yeah, I went, to, I went to Walgreens and I went to the local grocery store and they pretty much was all but throwing the shit at you. Like, you know, usually the candy display be like towards the candy aisle. They mm-hmm. had the shit by the entrance and the exit. Like, come get this shit, please. <laughs> 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 please come buy this goddamn candy so we can put our Easter candy out. Right. <laughs> help a store out, please. Help a store out. And I did. I bought some uh I bought some all strawberry starbursts for seventy five and off. And a bag like and a bag of the candy with like Twix, Snickers and M&M's and shit for 50% off. Like a real name. But I gave the M&M's to white people because they was just playing M&M's. And- you know what? Speaking of M&M's, I went in this um, office building the other day and they had candy in a bowl, which I was like, okay, that's cute. But then they had like M&M's like not in the pack, like literally oh, no. in a bowl. Oh, no. And you can walk up and grab it. And I was like, not the way the flu is running rampant in these streets. Why do y'all have this set up like this? Y'all wild. Oh, y'all wild. I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah, literally, like, sitting in a bowl. And when I was on my way out, I saw, like, two white guys with their hands in there. And I was like, I know they ain't wash their hands. Oh, no. They love not washing their hands when they go to the bathroom. Oh, I was like, all I could think about was like all those germs that are being transferred like onto that candy, and I like just wanted to. Ugh. I was like, ugh, ugh. yeah, <laughs> that that got me dry heaving myself. Honestly, I will not lie; I'm pretty utterly disgusted. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but, but it just seems like white people are just adverse to washing their goddamn hands. Right. White people are adverse to washing. Period. Well, well yeah, that is true. Hands, body. You see how many articles they come out with every year about how you can skip going like five days without taking a shower. What? First of all, every time I see them articles, I be like, boy, fuck you. Let me tell you, my best friend, her mom always says that I'm crazy. But even though that's true to a certain extent, (laughs) um, (laughs) white people are not that smart. Like, if you look at history, right? White people were dying by the millions during the, what is it, the Black Plague, right? Yeah. Why were they dying? Because they weren't washing their asses. And you know who had to teach them how to wash their asses to keep from dying? The Moors. So I'm like, y'all really was out here dying because you wasn't washing your asses. Then you went and killed off a whole race of people looking for spices that you don't use. And you always minding somebody else's business except for Connor who lives in the house with you. And be telling you to close the door to his room, you stupid cunt. And you allow it. But you see Tra- you see Trey Quan and his friends out, you know, laughing, being black boys, having a good time. You want to police them, but you can't police the little bastard that's living in your house. I got a problem. This is a this is a, this is a read. <laughs> this is definitely a read. I, like 
not to sidetrack too much, but earlier I was in CVS. I was picking me, you know, some little stuff and I was trying to get by and I said, excuse me to this lady who had like 10,000 bags. I was like, girl, did you not get the memo from Erica Badu when she said pack light? She had like 10,000 bags. So I'm trying to get by her. So I was like, oh, excuse me. So my bag ended up bumping like one of her like 15,000 bags. And she's like, ah, people are just always in the way. And I said, excuse you? What did you just say? Oh, no, baby. <laughs> and oh, then walking. she's like, you know, people are just like, oh, and I was like, but, but, but what people? I was like, bitch, you got the right one today. I was like, because oh. I will knock <laughs> down all of your bags and watch you struggle some more. Don't play with me. Correct. Like, you had time today. I really did because, like, I was in a good mood. I was like, minding my business. I was like, oh, I have a bottle of wine waiting for me at the crib. You know, I had to pick up a little special delivery. And I'm like, bitch. A little sunsing, sunsing. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And then here she comes trying to ruin my mood. I'm like, bitch, don't do it because you got the right one on the right day. Like, oh. But yeah, that's my little rant on how I can't stand white people. So valid rant. I'm <laughs> like, please. My rant is not for white people, but it's for people who invite you to shit, knowing that they just got over some type of sickness or been around somebody. Oh my god, sick. You know, I got invited to like, uh, like some type of like similar to like Mary Kay type shit. First of all, I don't wear that, and no. but that's fine. I typically will go and support because. You know, whatever. It's getting out the house some free snacks. But I know for a fact that your husband is dealing with the flu and you want me to come to something where you have just been exposed to the flu. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's a no for you know me, dog. No. It's a big no. No. It's a hell no. It's a boy fuck you. Yes. And then, you know what else just really gets under my skin? If you have to cough or sneeze... Please do that shit in, like, your arm. Why are you not covering your mouth? Why are you no, not... I'm going to drag my co-workers right now because niggas... Yo, goddamn mouth. Oh, my gosh. Like... I, I just... It is disgusting. Like, my some of my co-workers, both black and white, do that. And I just be like, who raised y'all? Animals. Exactly. This white girl that I used to work with, I told her one time, she was, like, sneezing all over the place. And I was like, bitch, the proper way is to do that shit in your arm. <laughs> she has a nerve. Well, I didn't call her a bitch. I called her a heifer, actually, because, you know, that works. So I had to keep it professional. I was like, oh, well, yeah, you got to do that shit in your arm. She was like, well, I don't want to get my sweater dirty. Bitch, I don't want your germs. I don't want to have to use up unnecessary sick time because you out here being nasty. All right, you don't want to mess with your sweat out, bitch. I don't want to get contaminated. Like, what do you say? <laughs> now, are you okay? No, the fuck you not. No, she's, no she was not. She was definitely <laughs> yeah, She definitely told me, like, she was like, oh, well, I don't always wash my hands when I go and What? What? Yes, because she was like, sometimes you don't even really touch down there, you know, if you're just peeing. What? <laughs> what? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, Ooh. I seriously cannot relate. Like literally cannot relate. Yes. You should have reported that bitch to HR. I was like, what? Mm -hmm. I'm shaking. She's like, I really don't touch anything, so like I don't see why I need to wash my hands all the time. 
Oh no, baby. Oh no. Whoa. And then she would be the main one, like trying to suggest a potluck at work. Bitch, I don't think so. It's always there. It's always a <laughs> Always, Jay. Always. Like, white people know. make me so nervous. They're so nasty. They oh, really shit. are. And then it's like, they're nasty. And then they have animals. And don't get me wrong, like, I love dogs and I love. I mean, you know, like cats are tolerable, but like they be letting little Rover get up there on the counter while they're cooking, like licking the spoon and then putting that spoon back in the mixing bowl to like mix up the food that they about to serve people. And I'm just like, it's, it's a lot of cross contamination going on right now. And <laughs> like, I'm, I'm telling you, the reason why I don't like potlucks is because white people let their cats be in the kitchen when they cook. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Like I just You know, that's ain't the baby. Yeah, we don't even I just can you imagine eating some chicken that was cooked on the counter where somebody cat was just sitting there ass scooting their ass nope. across the counter? Well, I would kill everybody. <laughs> Correct. No, yeah. Like twice about it. Like, like you gotta like, die and so does everyone else who like co signed this shit. So like all y'all got to catch these hands. Like uh, everybody. Everybody has to die. That's the only way. Only logical explanation, really. Uh, and honestly, truly, like, there's no other way to explain it. But that just, like... We are better on sister tangent. And I am proud of us. We are doing amazing. We really are, but... You know. I, I, I got one small little rant. <clears throat> um, as you know, we are proponents of niggas, uh, of, uh, niggas against co-workers. <laughs> um, if you... Have a coworker that just finds it necessary to divulge all their personal information to you and they daily lies that you don't care for and don't ask about. Please report them to HRS harassment immediately. Immediately, because it's one of my damn coworkers. And this nigga, I was talking to Candace about this pregame before you got here, Lexi. It's my one coworker. This the same coworker that said Trump ain't racist. So you take that. So you take with that what you what. Mm. Black man too. So mm. again, you take that you take with that what you will. But this nigga every goddamn day starts some kind of damn gender war dating slash dating conversation because this nigga can't get over the fact that his his he been gone again, off again with his baby mama for 10 years and she don't want to be with him. Like, please seek help. Seek help in therapy. Therapy, but keep that away from me and my family because I'm gonna report your ass as harassment because I don't need to know this shit. What? Child. I've never understood people like that. Like, first of all, just because we work together, my nigga, don't mean we friends. So keep all your business to your fucking self. Because one, I'm not Dr. Phil. Neither am I Ayana. I cannot help you fix your life. (laughs) I'm trying to fix my own. Like, let's start there. But two, like, I, I seriously have never understood, like, why people feel the need to, like, share their business with you. Like, yo, we are just coworkers. Like, I don't need to know that you have a UTI or that you have a yeast infection this week because your boyfriend picked up the wrong condoms. Bitch, I don't care. I am I here for a chair. I do not care. I am here to collect my paycheck and not is it. I had a coworker. she literally would tell me shit like that, and I would be sitting there like, bitch, I just asked you, how was your fucking weekend? Like, 
I didn't need a rundown of you having to go to urgent care because you thought you had an STD, but come to find out it was a yeast infection. Wow. There goes my appetite for my breakfast that I just picked up before I got here. Right. And I went I went to McDonald's and got them a griddle and everything. Like you Thank wow. so very much. Thank you. Cause I'm trying to eat some Bojangles biscuits, and you telling me why your baby mama don't retext your, um, return your text. I'm like, what you saying? trying to enjoy my Caucasian cappuccino from Starbucks, like the true Caucasian that I am, and I now I cannot enjoy it because you have simply ruined my day. Man, I am trying to enjoy my. <laughs> Waffle House, and you are <laughs> telling me about why you got rejected at the club this weekend, and what? I really don't want to <laughs> Like, help me understand. Like, what is what is truth here? Like, what? Huh? What? What was it? <laughs> like, I feel bad for you guys because <laughs> I had a co-worker overshare in a group chat and it kind of it just like put the whole pause on the whole conversation. Like <laughs> niggas was talking about the government shutdown, and next thing you know, my one coworker was like, "Yeah, my wife's uncle that's a molester just died." Whoa! What? Rewind that again. Whoa! In the middle of the in the middle of our work group chat, he goes, "Yeah." My wife's uncle that's a molester just died and I don't want to go to the funeral. Okay. Nah, I have to admit. Okay. I do appreciate the honesty. <laughs> <laughs> and all of us are like, okay. All right. Well, everybody go back to work. Have a great day. Like, <laughs> like hey, hey, look, I understand. That, that it was some shit y'all didn't even know. But at the same time, I appreciate the honesty. <laughs> I was just kind of like, okay. And then like... But who was the, like... Okay, so you guys have this group chat. Work yes. group chat. Not just any type of group chat. No, it's literally, it's literally my coworkers. Like, literally. Oh, so who was the first person to respond to that message? And what did you know, it? Listen, listen. <laughs> Listen, this is the shit that's about to really cut you up. Nobody responded. The next day, he just started texting in the group chat again, like, yeah, so I guess you're not getting <laughs> shut down. <laughs> yo. Hey, 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 yo, yo. Hey, he was like, so who likes Brazilian music? <laughs> Basically. Listen, <laughs> nobody responded to this shit. Everybody's just like, okay. Oh, <laughs> Hey, hey, y'all all backed out like that damn Homer Simpson, Jill. Correct. We yeah. we absolutely did. Like we wanted no parts of that shit. <laughs> oh, shit. You know oh, what? God. They were like that Homer Simpson gift meets the white guy blinking gift. Like yeah. that. Listen, what? Listen, <laughs> because I literally like looked at the thing and like started blinking. Like okay, like what the fuck I'm supposed to do with this? <laughs> Oh man, we are all to arouse the start. Okay, it made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> it was like, wow. I'm glad you don't support a, a child molesting uncle, but this is not work banter. Right, this is right. This is this is not what we came here for. 
Uh, but speaking of what y'all came here for, because we went on such a tangent. Um, you're again, you are listening to the Ratchet Ramblings podcast. You can go to our website, cspn.us, and click that podcast tab and click on us and listen to all of our episodes thus far. If you like anything that we have to say about these ratchet motherfuckers on TV, um, you can leave a rating on the website, you can leave a comment on the website, you can leave us a rating and a review. Um, however, you listen to your podcast through your podcast listening device. Um, and a big, big way you can help us out is going to that keep our podcast free tab on the right side of our website and shout with all of our many sponsors. It's of no extra cost to you. It just gives our boss man and CEO classic a portion of the brick to keep the lights on and all that um, hardworking uh, podcast network CEO shit that he does and keep all this shit free so you won't have to pay to listen to me sound like uh, play the ribs with uh, Sweet Baby Ray um, sauce on it. I would yeah. actually pay for somebody to sound like a play the ribs with Sweet Baby Ray's on it because you could put Sweet Baby Ray's on a boot and that boot probably will taste phenomenal. That's true. This is actual and factual. This is actual and factual. Very true. Yeah, I mean, I, I ain't found a lot. Uh, but yeah, so with that, the bills are paid. Um, so yeah, um, <clears throat> So well, while we got Lexi here, because again, like we've mentioned it before, if you don't follow Lexi, go follow her. Just don't be a weirdo. Um, yeah, exactly. like don't. Yeah, don't be a weirdo. But nope. Lexi is really funny, and she does one of the best impressions of Candy's mom ever. <laughs> <laughs> and as I was catching up on Real Housewives of Atlanta this week, um, <laughs> Mama Joyce had a sit down with Portia. And they they rewinded like they flashed back to where she uh, was talking to Phaedra. It was like that man gonna blow you the fuck out. Like, and so I was like, we gotta get Lexi on the show. <laughs> it's been a while, and yes. so I just want to say that Portia is still being full of shit. Like, she almost deserves an Oscar for it. Yeah, like, she really it does. Is, yeah, it is that good. Yeah, it, it, it is that good. Like she. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, since we're here, we might as well get to Real Housewives since we're him. Yeah, since we're here, she really is acting like she believed what Phaedra said about Candace. Yeah. yeah, wholeheartedly, though. Like, she's like, I was believing what my friend was telling me, who's an attorney. Like, attorneys aren't some of the biggest liars walking this earth. Girl, first of, all, first of all, your friend who's an attorney who don't even have a good track record of being right. Honest. Let's start there. Y'all have got to read Bobby Brown's book, hey, Angela Stanton. Yes, and <laughs> because there's a section <laughs> in Bobby's book, I know exactly what you're talking about. He talks about Phaedra. He was like, every time she worked one of my cases, like I would end up in jail or I was like, she would lose the case. And Angela Bush, she said the same thing. And she said that Phaedra was running that damn um, scam where her and damn Apollo was. And so Phaedra not even a good damn. Not, <laughs> not only is she not a good friend, she's not a good attorney. So first of all, Portia, you, that girl just have incredible issues. She is dumb as two left shoes. I just. I, huh. I just. Like I enjoy looking at it on my TV screen, but. God damn that girl done. I don't oh. like my intelligence being insulted, and that's what Portia does. But like you ever know somebody that's real stupid but swear they smarter than everybody. Mm-hmm. And, they be, and they and they make dumb statements like y'all playing 
checkers while I play chess and they don't even know how to play chess for real. And it's just mm-hmm. like, okay, so what did you even say, ho? Right. It's all it's always somebody it's always somebody that got a fake decode on Facebook or had that in their bio on Twitter. Yeah, that's that's make your haters your motivators. Yeah, that's 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 for sure. But yeah, so so like I thought that Mama Joyce was gonna go full Mama Joyce when she sat down with Portia. But why I did too. He just was like, you know, and Mama Joyce like that I, I ain't gonna lie, I Speaking of performing, I couldn't even tell if I couldn't tell exactly how much hidden shade she was throwing at Portia. But Portia, Mama Joyce was just like, "Oh, Portia, you just so loyal, but you can't be loyal, and but you got to be smart while you're being loyal." And I was like, "Mama Joyce, <laughs> this baby, what is you? First of all, you know good God, She's like, Candy don't know I'm here, and I know you wouldn't." <laughs> I know you would never intentionally do anything to hurt Candy, but you got to sit down and talk with her and let her know. And I'm like, Mama Joyce, you know damn well. You know your you know sitting down with dumbass Portia. <laughs> but why would Joyce talk like her mouth is wired shut? You see how she holds her mouth? You do remind me of when Kanye got in an accident. Yes. All right. Through the wires, I like, like Portia. Candy don't know. No, um, <laughs> like <laughs> that's how she be like, bro, like all of them, like even her sisters, yo, they talk like that. It's so wild to me, like a whole family of like wired mouths. It's so weird. They all talk like they got peanut butter on their tongue. Yeah, they do. They do. Okay. <laughs> I just, I'll, oh, go ahead, Kenny. I just. It was just a lot watching Mama Joyce fall for the okie doke when she typically, like, Mama Joyce is annoying, but typically she sees through a lot of bullshit. So yeah. I was just sitting there, like, it's so like she, just, she, was one of the first, she was one of the first ones that saw the, saw the shit with Phaedra. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, she was. So I'm like, how, how, how you see through Phaedra, but you don't see through Portia? Like, first of all, it ain't even, it ain't even hard to not see through Portia. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I, I, I kind of feel like even two, even two things. One, Mama Joyce just wanted to be on TV, or two, <laughs> or two, like like you said, can she just fell for the okie doke? But I'm like, how, Mama Joyce? Like how you of all people? Like how you fall for this shit? You know good and damn well that Portia be on some bullshit, and Portia, I just, I, I, I know we don't say this like this whole season, like a couple episodes ago, but like just. Listen, Candy has made it clear she's never gonna fuck with you again. So, like, why, like, why what? you keep bothering that lady? Right, right, right. Like, I don't just let it go. Like, just learn to move. Like, if y'all in the same room or y'all on the trip or whatever, just right. don't speak to her. You know what I mean? Because you've already done enough damage. Like, let it go. Like, cause you told a bold face ass lie to Barbara Joyce, cause you knew that that, that was a lie, cause you just tried to offer up the pussy to, to Todd and Candace. So like right. what the fuck? Yeah, I'll never for, like I'll never forget that. As long as I watch reality TV, I will never fucking forget her lying like that. Like I was like, Okay, ciao. Um so we did get a Mama Joyce signing, but I, I was out, and then they kept showing flashbacks to Mama Joyce going going ham, and I was just like, "So, what are you giving me, Mama Joyce? Like, why are you like, 
Like, okay, like, what are you talking about? No you... but I really said, like, when I was watching, like, oh, why is you here if you ain't here? Yeah, yeah, because she was like, you know, Candace not vindictive because she could have sued. And I was like, you right? You right? Because, <laughs> listen, Candace... Um, I, I, I still be suing the tracks out of Porsche head. Listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs> uh, did she file something against Phaedra? I don't think so. Child, she better than me, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't laugh. I know you mean that shit from your soul. <laughs> know me. <laughs> know me. But I just, I, I like I said, I think Mama Joyce just wanted to be on TV. It's been a while since she's been on the episode. She ain't been on the episode since her old lady gang was reading goddamn candy and tall for fifth about them damn employees and oh stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, my, I feel like Mama Joyce just wanted to be on the episode. She was like, she was like monk. She was hold on. She was like Andy. Let me be on this episode and talk to Portia about Phaedra. <laughs> that That's how she be sounding. I swear her mouth is like wired shut, even though it's not. It's so weird. So like she thought like she cleaning her teeth she, with a damn she knife. She talk like she using a spit cup. <laughs> <laughs> I just be like, what are you doing, Joyce? Yes. Uh. So yeah. Okay. Speaking of people. Speaking. Speaking of dumb. Cynthia, go go ahead and get out, Candace. Go ahead, go ahead, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Cynthia Bailey, you are a fifty-year-old teenager, and I am thoroughly fucking confused about how you carry your personal life based on every little fucking thing your friends say. Right. Like, that is some weird, weird, weird shit to me. Like you are damn near. You are. You are. You are. You was old. You was old enough to march with MLK, and you, you is old than a motherfucker. And every time somebody give you opinion on your man, you start switching your relationships around. That is so weird to me. Like the dude. First of all, you had all this apprehension about getting serious with this man. Now you crying fucking buckets because you think he had a girlfriend before he got with you, even though he's single now. Like, why do you fucking care? Right. Like, and let, now let, you want to take some space. How you take some space from a motherfucker you ain't even get a pussy to yet? Is you okay? Bitch, it wasn't no space to be had. Until y'all had sex, y'all really is just best friends. Like, <laughs> more, <laughs> more or less. Like, I don't understand. I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. And like, I, at first, like at first, I thought it was just like just Kenya could influence her. Now I seem like damn near anybody can influence her, and I'm just like Cynthia, baby, what? Like you, <laughs> you ain't she the oldest member of the cast or one yes, of? Yes, yes, she's she the, the oldest. You're the oldest on the cast, and let, yet you act like the youngest, and that's saying a lot because Portia is is there, so that's saying a lot. <laughs> but still, what? <laughs> this, hey, I can't even lie. Will was just like, I can't deal with this. This shit too stressful. <laughs> Like, yeah, so Will, was, Will was like, "You need some space, alright Right, Will, Will was like, "Will was like, I didn't sign up for this. You wild, like, yeah, first Will of all, like, okay, like when you find like that, it's always other fishes in the sea, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right." Cynthia acting like Cynthia acting like an ugly pick me. Like, what you doing, baby? Like, you, you, you have you seen you? You supposed to be dating, exploring your options, so it really shouldn't matter what y'all doing, especially if y'all not sexually active. Right. None of your business. Exactly. Right. right. This should be a like this. Exactly. This should, 
Right, like th- that's the other thing. Like Nick, like she, you supposed to be. This is the year of Cynthia. You supposed to be doing you. Like this should be a Texan buddy. Like what the fuck are you doing, girl? Are you okay? Yeah, definitely should be like a, a send nudes buddy. Like what's yeah, up? Yeah, right. <laughs> I know Cynthia nudes fire, but she annoying. That this this that's really all I got I, for her. And also, also she, I need she's her so annoying. Like she's unattractively annoying to me. Yeah, and. Speaking of speaking of influence, she just first of all, why she chasing Peter if she divorced this man? That's what I'm like right. It's very odd that whole situation. It's like she wanted she him, not want him. Like, what's the deal? What's going on here? She was really freaking upset about Peter him not paying her any attention. What? Not coming and ruining her date. Right, you on a whole last date with another nigga. And mad that the nigga that you divorced don't want to come up and interrupt your date with the with the new nigga you got. Like, are you okay, Cynthia? No. <laughs> like, what? What? No. You divorced this man. This you divorced this man and fresh off divorce too. Do you honestly think he want to come up and see you with another man? Like, what? Huh? Then when they had to sit down, she was like, Peter, if you see me out and don't speak to me, I'm gonna feel away. Okay, well, guess okay. Who <laughs> Hey, guess who about to feel away? <laughs> right. right. I'm like, if you didn't feel away, then maybe not have divorced him. I mean, like, hmm. I mean, I, I, mm, good, good the hell. Like Curtis be saying, good the hell luck, everybody. Yeah, that's that's really what that boils down to. I was. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Speaking of good luck, so. Kim Zosiak really don't want to go nowhere without Croy. Like he a wishbone and a good look charm, and I just want to know is Kim okay? Um, Kim is not okay, and I'm gonna tell you why. And it's it's not gonna be for what the reason you think she don't want to she don't want to go nowhere without Croy. Every time you appear on an episode of Housewives, you get a check every single time. That's how all reality TV basically works, unless you just a super super big star and you could just negotiate. A contract for the season like like nini might do or whatever but for the most part you get paid by episode appearances so and that also includes your spouse your kids your kids appear on the show they get a check your spouse appear on the show they get a check your mama appear on the cho- show they get a check so i understand why kim wants croy to appear in every episode she's in they need the money they got all them fucking new ass kids and he's not <laughs> in the nfl anymore i get it i see your hustle kim but dead ass, you must be blind, crippling, crazy if you thought you was going to bring your husband on a girl's trip. Right. I was just like, okay. She, like, Croy can't come, so I'm not coming. Bitch, okay. Right. See you later. Back. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> first of all, first, like she was dead ass. So she was like, well, I just don't understand why Croy can't come. Why is it an issue? Um, did you not hear girls trip? You know what? What's really bothering me about this whole season is like, why the fuck did they feel the need to bring back trashy ass Kim Zolciak? Like, because they it's need like, they, it's like affirmative action, of course. And once again, <laughs> women, like, none of the other franchises, Beverly Hills does not have a black woman on there, New York does not have a black woman on there, the OC does not have a black woman on there. When they had um, Dallas, they didn't have a black woman on there. So it's like, why is it that they ha- feel the need to have to this, have this white woman on this white woman on show. this predominantly black show, which is that one of the actually it is the highest rated of all the housewives. 
Like, why do they feel the need to have her on there? I feel like they're pandering to her. And it's like, why? And it, it's like, I don't like her face. I don't like the way she holds her mouth. I don't like the way she calls them. Like, look, bitch. Like, no, bitch. I'm not your bitch. And watch that fucking shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like him. I don't like her as a person. I don't like how she dresses. I just don't like the bitch. And I wish they would get rid of him again. That's how you really feel, Lex. That's how I do. First of all, Kim, Kim looks like um, Marlon Wayans from White Chicks. She really does. Her mouth looks like her mouth looks disgusting. An Kim, asshole that has like prolapsed like ten times. Yeah. That's what her mouth looks like. Kim been wearing that same wig. The same. She finally upgraded from that corn silk wig that she had the first two seasons or whatever. Talking about the, the one that Andy dragged her for? On that, like, on Watch What Happened Live? <laughs> and then she's like, no. He's like, well, did you have cancer? And she's like, no. But, you know, it's like, almost like, it's almost like it was. What? Bitch, either you had it or you didn't. It's not. You, like. Which wallet or one mic? Right. Like, what? And I'm like, oh, my God. Why is she here? Why? Why did they bring her back? She just, she makes me mad. My blood just boils every time I see her. Clearly, <laughs> uh, doing television like fuck this bitch. I can't stand her. I'm about to go on petition.org and start a petition to <laughs> Real Housewives of Atlanta because I feel like being petty. <laughs> you are doing amazing, sweetie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, I, listen mm. you. This was a drag where you just got to sit back and let her drag. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't no help. You don't need no assistance. You don't need nobody running the point for you. You right. got it. Like this was a like this was like a Steph Curry drag, like from half foot shot. Right. Like a better be the drag. Right. Kim, in case you if you ever listen to this, I too think your mouth looks like a prolapsed asshole. <laughs> I too think that you look dusty. I too think you look you look dirty. You <laughs> old. You lie a lot. A lot, a lot, like a lot, all the time. You treat Croy like an accessory. That's because he is. And you're doing all that talking, but you only came back because you need a check. That's it. Do not let it fall. It has not fallen from us that you are only back because you are broke. That's it. Say that again. You only came back because you are broke. Say it again. You are broke, and you cannot compare yourself to Nene. Thank you. You can talk shit about Nene because Nene dragged you for filth. Even talked about Croy having butt implants. However, Nene is However. Not broke. Hmm. Not not by a stretch of the imagination. Hmm. And even when you don't think Nene is getting money, she's getting money. Nene owns businesses. She didn't spend all her riches on wigs. Lord knows they look terrible, so I hope she didn't. Okay. She was, she opened up businesses. She owned. She got that pizza chain that's all in the airports and shit. She do the. She do her clothing line and shit with QVC and such and such and so forth and whatever else she got going. And uh, even before that, Greg had Nini living a very nice lifestyle. So I honestly and truly think that you have to stop trying to compare yourself to Nini because you came back because you needed a check. Nini came back because every everybody wanted her to come back. Like hmm. the ratings, the ratings go down on seasons when Nene is not on the show. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Just like I think eventually it wouldn't surprise me if Portia, I'm, I'm not Portia, Phaedra popped back up 
because it's really been a kind of dry season without Phaedra kicking up shit. Yeah. Yeah. As trash as she is, sometimes she's you just trash, need a... But some trash you could turn into compost. There you go. True. There you go. She, she was the trash that got shit going. Yeah, she was. She was the trash that got shit going. And, you know, it's unfortunate that she got trash kicked up and it came at Candace's expense, but even Candy is still fine. It's just, you know, fucked up and hurt for what she did to Candy. But she was the she was the she was the shit starter that that, that kept it going. And without you, like Phaedra is a necessary someone like Phaedra and Phaedra, the Phaedras of reality TV, they are a necessary evil for successful reality TV. Because Phaedra is a catalyst to shit starting. Right. And she does it so effortlessly that you don't notice she started all this shit until it explodes like the shit with Candy. Like that shit slowly but surely built. And at first it was like, ha ha, Phaedra's wilding. And then we saw Porsche, dumb dingbat, doofus ass, keep going with it. And it kept building steam. And next thing you know, uh, everybody thinking Candy is a date raper. Hmm. Right. And I'm not, even be tr- I'm not even trying to be funny. But if I was living a swinger lifestyle, I would definitely fuck Candy and Todd without having to be drugged to do it. They both right. they both two attractive ass motherfuckers. Correct. Yep. So it's like, uh, hello, I don't need no date rape drugs for you two to choo choo. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'll be waiting at the train station. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> hello, I'm here. Like Mm-hmm. So it was really weird. So like I said, the, the Phaedras of reality TV, they're necessary evil for reality TV. You need people like Phaedra or else you get seasons like we're getting now where only drama we've really seen is like some sporadic shit with Nene and, and Kenya losing her mind. Speaking of Kenya, before we go and get on to growing up hip hop. I was going to say it because I wasn't going to let us forget Kenya. We, we here for him. Well, let me say this. A lot of women have fertility issues and you go to any OB, any GYN, any any doctor that specializes in fertility, they're going to tell you the same thing. The older you get, the harder pregnancy becomes, both both to conceive and to carry. It just is the nature of the beast and with with time and with age comes your body not doing the shit it used to be doing. So to see Kenya at age 46 talk about being pregnant or getting pregnant when just four years earlier, and Bravo is getting really good with pulling receipts on that ass. Mm-hmm. At age four, so at age 42, Kenya knew then that she wasn't producing eggs like a younger woman. And she still opted not, not to try and get pregnant. At nearly 50, Kenya is talking about having a baby. And then talking about having baby, getting having a baby for her husband. Like my husband just wants kids, and my husband, I'm trying to give him a baby, and I'm like, girl, what do you want? But like she right. told us, her husband has adult kids. Yes, yes. I'm about to let me see. I'm about to Google this and send it to you guys because they definitely said that he has, um. He has adult children. Like, he owns a restaurant, which I had no idea he owned that restaurant, Soko, in Brooklyn, which is actually really good. Um, yeah, like, he has grown-ass kids. Like, they're not babies. If I'm not mistaken, they're, like, in their... Where's that article? I think they're, like, in their early 20s, mid-20s. Oh, so shit. they're not, like, 
His they're kids not. are his kids are kid bearing age. Yes, like they're about to start yes. families. Yes, you are. You are so right. You're correct. Yes, they are. Like yeah. they start their own family. Um, and I, like I said, I'm not. I'm not saying that it's not possible. But when it, one thing that women have to do, you have to. We as women have to start thinking of ourselves and what we want and what's best for us and what will keep us healthy. And the truth of the matter is, Kenya, being as old as she is. Trying to have a baby right now would probably put so much strain on her body. Yep. Especially if she's not if she's not producing, if she's not ovulating remotely normal enough to do it. That means like even her carrying a pregnancy will likely be difficult. Yeah. Because most times when when one part of the reproductive system is not working like it used to, the other parts are not either. So it's just kind of like you have to think about do you really want to put yourself through that at nearly 50 like a lot of women not even being funny a lot of women start are in the beginning phases of menopause at 46 47 and shit mm-hmm. like they're starting to have like premenopausal shit like the hot flashes and the mood changes and and the shit like that and like like my mom has been like my mom started going through premenopause when she was like in her late 40s early 50s and you talking about having a baby and you don't even ovulate normally. Girl, just it's a lot of it's a lot of babies that could use homes now. Like if I could tell Kenya one thing, I think it would be to like adopt. Like adoption is one of the things that's on our list. Like, do we because I'm in my mid thirties and I'm not even in the in the zone yet where they'd be like, You might want to consider getting another pregnancy out the way. Like, I still have like two to three years left, but it's like we've thought about like do do I really want to be nearly 40 trying to be pregnant again? And maybe we could consider adoption or something like it's it's options to just putting that load on your body. The other part is, I don't think you married. (laughs) 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 Nah, see, I don't, it was, it was, I I mean, cause I'll see it was, it was messed up when Kim said it because there wasn't none of Kim business. And she did come out at you out of left field. But at the same time, we still don't believe you married. I, I don't believe you married. And I'm going to tell you why. One, it's like you do a lot of, you, you bring up your husband a lot to like prove you got one. Like my right. husband, I'm a married woman. I ain't got time for this. I've been married. I've been married going on two years now. And I still make time for a lot of dumb shit. Honestly and truly. I make right. time for bullshit if I'm trying to get into it. So all this, I ain't got time for this. I'm married. You and your husband don't even live in the same state. Right. So you got a lot of free fucking time. Hmm. Also, second of all, you uh, have consistently been one of the messiest motherfuckers of all time. Since you came oh, to the show. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So, like, Lexi was telling us that there was an article saying that like her husband was in like some pretty steep tax trouble, like six figures to the IRS tax trouble. And he paid it off in full ten days before they got married. Yep. Sounds like some scammery is afoot. Hmm. I ain't about to pay no nigga. Oh wait, no. I got the number wrong. It was one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Either way, that's a lot of fucking money. Really? (laughs) To pay off in one lump sum. Hey, the IRS audited you if you try to pay off a car in full like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Kenya, baby, what is you doing? I'm gonna need Kenya to get together. I'm gonna need you to straighten the fuck up and adopt a, a baby or get a puppy and just call it a day, baby. All right. Tighten up. Tighten up. 
and there's nothing wrong with adoption. Like, there's so many, so many black babies, like babies that need love, like that need to be adopted and and be in loving homes and such. Mm-hmm. Baby, I t- tighten up because them ovaries is Harlem shaking, honey. They is tired. They don't want to play. They don't want to play. And I don't I I don't even care for Kenya, but when it comes to a lot of people don't understand just how strenuous pregnancy is on women. And so I just don't want to see someone go through that, especially when they know that they're already having issues. Like even probably for Kenya to get pregnant, she would probably have to spend so much money to do IVF. Mm-hmm. It would be so expensive, and IVF is so expensive. I think we discussed it before when somebody else was talking about doing IVF. Oh, Remy and Pat. How Mm -hmm. there's no guarantee that one round of IVF will work. And we're talking about IVF costing $15,000, $20,000 a pop. Mm -hmm. You just paid to get that man out of tax trouble. Now, you might want to. I don't know. You might want to get your orders together, can you? You might just want to recoup that. You just might want to get your paper back up first. Right, but, but you know, good, good, good. The hell look, everybody. Good the hell look, but think of yourself first. Think of what you want and what you need to be healthy, because right. you know what good is the process of pregnancy if if it might kill you it in the process. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think we that wrap, just about wraps up Real Housewives of Atlanta. So, uh, grown up hip hop, I mean hip hop Atlanta. Let me tell you something that I was not prepared for with this show. And Bow Wow being on it, I for a very long time I loved that Bow Wow was a running joke on social media, and how we scrutinized every goddamn thing he did. Growing up, Hip Hop Atlanta has showed that Bow Wow is growing up, and I'm a little perturbed. <laughs> I want to keep climbing on Bow Wow, but the show makes it hard because he really spends a lot of time minding his business, and everybody else is bothering him. Hmm. Like just, a nigga, a nigga named Shad Moss. I just, <laughs> you know, the beginning of the season, we saw that JD stiffed him on some of the tour money. Then JD pressured him into moving to Atlanta to work on that album. So he moved back to Atlanta to work on the album. Though his daughter and his daughter's mom are in LA, this little gap tooth motherfucker JD, you know what he did, Lexi? He took his ass to LA to work on Usher album. What? <laughs> After him uh-huh. and the brat told Bow Wow that he needed to bring his ass to Atlanta and live while he did this album, JD up and w- moved out to LA to work on Usher's album. Wow. When you do the clownery. <laughs> and then, so then he gave him, so in turn for him going to LA to work on Usher's album, he set him up with the producer. I can't think of the dude's name, but. He was one of the members of them franchise boys. And um what? I was, yep. So he's a one of them franchise boys is a producer for So So Death. He's really good at what he does. Don't get me wrong. Like the music that I've been like the snippets that Bow Wow been playing on the show, it's like um it's like I like it. It's not bad at all. Um but now JD is mad because Bow Wow don't want him involved with his project at all. And he like, You supposed to be my son. You ain't coming that man, mama. That ain't right. your son. And if you if he was like your son, you damn sure wouldn't be stiffing him on his paper. Okay. And so then uh Johnny Blaze, oh crazy ass, is on growing up hip hop Atlanta because she's Deb has taken her under her wing. Oh my now. god, no way. Yep. And 
let me say this. Johnny Blaze can sing. She can play the piano. But that bitch is... Crazy. She's like a different level of crazy. Like, she's like that crazy where, like, you really know they should be on psych meds because everything sets her off. Like, and Johnny doesn't want to admit it, but Johnny is the one that exposed Bow Wow when him and Erica Mena was engaged. That's why him and Erica Mena broke up. Because he was talking oh, with Johnny Blaze. Yes. And she she exposed it. Mm. So when she talking about, you think I would expose you, Bow Wow? He like, huh? Bitch, yes I do. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> uh, yes the fuck I do. Think you would expose me. Right. Well, actually, well, actually sis, you have before. And um, so Bow Wow don't fuck with her no more. She like is blowing him up on Instagram and like texting him like, I just want to be friends. I love you. Sending heart emoji, heart what? eyes. He's talking about what's up with me and you. Then she tell Deb, Deb well, I just want to make an amends with Bow Wow and clear the air, but he won't return into my, uh, he won't return my DM where I told him I just want to talk and, and clear the air. And so Deb, being a peacemaker that she is, take Johnny over to the so-so death studio. And don't tell about Bow Wow. like, uh, you didn't tell me you was bringing her. I, like, this is, a, is this a setup or some shit? Like, like right. what do you got going? And Johnny right. gets furious and storms out and, like, has a shit fit. Then storm in and start breaking shit in the so-so death studio. And JD Mama was there and JD Mom was about to fight Johnny Blaze. <laughs> 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 he was like, bring the bitch back. Yeah, bring, bring the bitch back over here. She gonna pay for this? Cause I call the police on her right now. Hey, she shows you like I'll call the police on that bitch. Yeah. So it's like, just like I, no, like I, I love I love Deb Adney because she she keep a check coming in. Keep checks across the networks. But I just don't understand her desire to fix broken <laughs> toys. And that's what Johnny is like. She and she always compares it to like, well, I discovered Gucci and and I helped Waka get on and I and I and I helped Nicki Minaj and this that and the third. But the thing is, Nicki these artists, <clears throat> Gucci before Gucci was heavy on lean, even his crazy had limits. Like <laughs> he knew when to, even he knew when to reel it in to get the check. This girl don't know when to reel it in to get the check. Nicki Minaj knows when to reel it in to get the check. Same thing with Walker. Nigga knows how to get a check. I'm not even being funny because Lord knows I, I love strippers. But she don't know how to do nothing but get on the pole. Anything after that, she she just is crazy as fuck. And I'm just like, uh, okay. Right. And I think we said it pretty, like, she, like the lane could be lit with like a stripper making strip bangers and stuff. She don't know how to apply with the music. Yep. Yeah. Like you a stripper. Who better to have a strip club anthem than a fucking right. stripper? But you got to turn tone down that crazy and she don't know how to do that. And Bow Wow, yeah. this one I was like, Bow Wow making too much sense. Bow Wow told Deb, like, Johnny is talented, but who wants to work with her? Like, look how she acts. Right. Do like, you know how much? To, to the legendary So So Deaf studio showing her fucking ass. She'll look. never even be able to get JD or anybody associated with JD to work with her now. Because you didn't show your ass and disrespected his studio while his mama and them is here. Like, where is the like? When do you use your like, common sense? Some decorum, like just some, not a whole lot. And like, Lord knows, like I love Dale too. But like sometimes, sometimes ain't no peace. 
Sometimes you just can't be a peacemaker. Sometimes it's just going to be motherfuckers just ain't going to get along, and that's just what it is, and that's what it's going to be. And it's like, the thing is, Bow Wow wasn't bothering that girl. I don't have to return your DMs. I don't have to acknowledge them. I don't have to text you back. As long as I'm not disrespecting you and creating havoc where you're concerned, I don't owe you shit. Right. She was having a damn conversation by herself. That shit was so fucking funny. Yeah, like, she was literally just in his IG... DMs like just talking, right? And he, like the like, greatest run on And then Bow Wow was so cool about it. He he like the, he had the producers blur out the actual conversation, but you could just see that she had been texting, 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 texting. And he hadn't replied. Mm-hmm. Crazy, just crazy. It's crazy, crazy as hell. <laughs> crazy as hell. Like she just like the girl got talent, but she just can't let go of that crazy. You just can't. It, and that's how it be like. It's be some of these these people on these reality TV shows that have talent. They just can't let go of that crazy. Yeah, but you can't afford to be crazy when you ain't on yet. So that is also actual and factual. It's like nobody wants to work with you. Like I could go work with a crazy bitch that I know that's gonna help bring hits to me. You're right. not one. Right. Like, Speaking Dad, of somebody, Dad had to go pull Johnny out the strip club. Like you talking about you want to be a successful artist. You ain't in the studio. You on the pole. Right. What? <laughs> you got Deb Adney behind you who got hella connections, especially in the Atlanta music scene, which has had a chokehold on hip-hop and music for some time now. And you not hold up in the studio making hits? Girl, you about crazy than a motherfucker. Crazy is two left shoes. Well, speaking of somebody, speaking of somebody that don't have hits, and speaking of somebody... Um, related. Well, I'm how to hit people in the face with bottles. I, listen. <laughs> no. <laughs> I see what you did there. I wasn't even going there, but fuck it, since we're here. <laughs> I mean, since you hit the mark, let me. We. <laughs> I, I had to get that off my spirit. I, I, you know what? I want Deb and Deb to win, so she won't have to be taking advice from the from fucking the brat. Like, <sighs> first of all, let me just say this. I never thought I'd see the day when the brat is moonlighting as JD's house cat. You know what? I, I, like, the brat is so up JD's dick hole that I can only imagine that she sits in his living room and drinks milk out of a saucer. Like, she is that, she just, she thinks the, she thinks the earth revolves around Jermaine Dupree, and I'm just like, uh-uh. This ain't 1994 anymore. So this ain't the so so death remix. This ain't the welcome to Atlanta remix. Like what? Is, to get with the times. What is you saying, Brett? Like, like, like? How dare you disrespect JD? What? what? You mean this little Monchichi? Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I knew a bitch that used to look exactly like a Monchichi. <laughs> So she basically looked like Jermaine Dupree. Correct. And I memed her before memes was a thing. She blocked me on Facebook, but that's irrelevant to what I'm trying to articulate. You are doing amazing, friend. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Your support means everything. (laughs) Mirror kiss. (laughs) I just, I'm not understanding like... Has JD had like some hits in like recently or something? No. 
Wait, say that again. Has JD had any type of hits recently? Has he produced any albums? No, I'm, the nigga look hit, but right. No, no not that I'm aware of. No, well, not, not understand the way the brat acts. Like JD is like Diddy. Like let's can we get all the way real for a minute? We don't put the label on JD that he properly deserves for being what Diddy is and worse because he still will not give Escape the rights to their music. Mm. If you watch that four that four part little mini series Escape did when they had to go and basically cuss JD out. About oh yeah, yeah, for the lifetime movie, the right? To their music yeah, for, uh, for a tell-all movie that they weren't involved in. Yeah, I do remember that. So he trash. That is that that is truly trash. And uh, we saw a lot of other artists not amount to shit that JD put his hands on. At least a lot of Puff's artists um, had at least one gold to platinum album. That's true. Kind of faded into obscurity. Right. But other than other than Bow Wow, who <laughs> was JD's biggest artist, and then the Brett falling right behind with that what one maybe two hit albums. JD, whoever JD put his hands on, pretty much he fucked over in the end. Like I yeah. honestly wonder, do the Brett own the um own the rights to her music? Yeah, that is a good. You know, maybe that's why she goes so hard for him because he he own her. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Perhaps I don't. I don't think he owns the right to Bow Wow's music because when Bow Wow's mom was managing him, she was a pit bull in a skirt. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that's one of the reasons Bow Wow not as broke as he pretended to be. Because you remember when he pretended to be broke when he got put on child support? Yeah, just like a nigga. And he was telling the court like, "I only get thirty dollars. I only make thirty thousand dollars a month." What? Like you lying ass nigga. But uh. Yeah, JD is far worse than Diddy to me. Yeah, I you know what I fucks with theory. I, I see we I see we going with it, friend. Mm-hmm. I see. But uh but yeah, I just he looked like a he looked like a piranha. He got piranha teeth. If you take them caps off, because he went and got some caps on his teeth. Mango? Yeah, when Janet took him back, yeah, he went and got his teeth. Oh, because I got tired of looking at them little bloody ass, gummy <laughs> ass baby <laughs> teeth. Oh, <laughs> like, can you imagine, like JD looking at that, like it? looking up at you while receiving oral? No, I cannot. No, not even oral. But can you imagine him trying to floss and having to go to like an outdoor store to buy some rope? No. All right. Because okay. JD, it's, it wasn't a tooth in JD's mouth that didn't have space between them. All right. It was just like looking at prison bars. It was just a lot. It was a lot. But uh, but speaking of towels start falling off a bathroom wall. All right, all right. Oh my god, you're so right. That's what his mouth looks like. Oh my god. All right. Like you know what? Also like Tetris. You know like when like the teeth. Then it's like yes, yes. (laughs) All right. Okay. So, uh, all right, y'all, y'all. This podcast is out of control. Oh. Um, so, Deb Atney has, like, this adopted son. Well, this air quotes adopted son named Brandon. And Brandon's claim to fame on the show is that he's a really good vocal coach. Yeah. And for initially, he was vocal coaching T.I. and Tiny's daughter, Zanique. And then he, like, treated her like shit at a photo shoot. Like, showed up at her photo shoot and was like, 
Why are you dressed like a hooker? Why are you dressed like a tramp? You look fucking terrible. Blah, blah, blah. Like, and I'm just like, dude, you are only her vocal coach. Right. Like, so then Zanique opted to stop working with him because he was too goddamn aggressive. And mind you, I think Brandon is gay, but he he never talks about his love life. But I definitely think he's gay. But he's mm-hmm. like real big, like he's like EJ Johnson big prior to the weight loss surgery. Oh my god, no way! Am I lying, Jeremy? No, you are not lying. He's like I'm about real to start big. Watching the show right now. Yes. He's, one, he's, he's like real big and real aggressive. He's one big bitch. He's a big bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big bitch. Like get your big fat Deuce Bigelow, big bitch. Like like big titties, big bitch. Like. Right. He definitely wearing G cups. Definitely, definitely <laughs> you know what? Bra. Needs a sports bra. Mm-hmm. One of those comp- one of those compression bras. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and he is so big and aggressive. Like, so can you like you've seen Tiny's daughter, right? Yeah, she's yeah, yeah. A cute little petite girl. Can you imagine somebody big like that being in your face, yelling at you, and they just show vocal coach? Oh, no. Fuck up. Nigga, mm-hmm. all I'm trying to do is sing Do Re Mi Fa So La Ti Do, and you is wilding out. Right, and like he has this complex, like he's bigger than any other member member of the show. He, he, even Dale, who is he? He like Brandon. Uh, something. Think his name. His he's really, he's literally nobody. His claim to fame is literally that Deb Atney took him under her wing. That's it. <laughs> He got into a huge argument with Lil Wayne's daughter, Reginae, because Reginae was at this photo shoot for Zanique when Brandon started berating her. And Zanique was like, you don't have to talk to her like that. Like, why are you coming at her like that? And he was like, who are you? Why are you even talking to me? Like, you need to go worry about your dad. And if you, if your dad had to came to me, maybe I could have saved his career. What? <laughs> Yeah, he was. Then they did a. They showed a clip of an interview, and he was like, "Uh, saying well, Lil Wayne is a, a legend, but that's questionable and debatable to me." And I was like, "Oh, oh, okay." What we is not we what we not gonna do is act like pre lean Lil Wayne is not a hip hop legend. Correct. That's what we not gonna do. Right. Like what pre. Pre-drug abuse, pre-lean abuse, and pill-popping Wayne could go bar for bar with a lot of the greats. Correct. Like, I remember at one point in time, Lil Wayne was in Jay-Z's top five. Mm-hmm. Buy him for best rapper alive. Like, this not what we about to do. Right. Like, you got to start, start watching Jay-Z, this. Jay-Z don't do a lot of features. And let's not forget, at the height of his career, he was doing features with Lil Wayne on Lil Wayne's album. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mr. Carter. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you gotta start watching this list. And he killed Jay Z on that on that song. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm definitely saying he a legend, and we're not gonna even ever debate that. So I know that Brandon is not a force to ever be reckoned with musically because he can't even get his legend straight. All right, he can't even show show proper respect. And in that same interview, he started talking shit about Deb Atney. Like, mm-hmm. well, who is Debbie and? I ain't got to prove nothing to her and she ain't nobody and this, that, and the third. And it's like, first of all, you fat flunky. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> the only reason you get jobs is because Deb is well connected in the music industry. Right, and that she got a big heart sometimes to a fault. Clearly fooling with your ass. Right. Clearly. I would have been like, you know, like if I was Deb, I would blacklist him. <laughs> like as <laughs> soon as me. he mentioned as soon as he mentioned his name, people would be like, you know what? Let me call you right back and never call back. I block his number. Like I would blacklist him. He would have to really get it out the mud because I don't think he truly understands what it means to try to start a record label or have your name mean something in the business when you got to start from scratch. Mm-hmm. Not when you start off as the godson of Deb Atney. Right. With them big Uh-oh. ass titties. You better go on somewhere. <laughs> But you better get you better get a damn you better get a damn uh sale from fucking uh, Victoria's Secret or something. <laughs> no, but yeah, his back too wide. He can't fit in Victoria's. Oh Secret. no, he gotta go to Nordstrom and get measured. He got hey, <laughs> Lady Grace. <laughs> Lacey, please. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. The wide back old lady bras that only come in three colors. They come in nude. Black and white. And white. So only three colors. <laughs> the yeah, bras that hook clothes in the front, but it's literally like fourteen hooks. Yeah, but he he was a weirdo. He balling, and they ain't any better than me. That's all I say. That is all I would say because he would his name would be shit in the industry. Fucking mm-hmm. around with me like that. Right. So uh, we get um little hip hop Miami. We can get that out the way, and then we get up out of here. <sighs> <sighs> Where where do you want to begin? <laughs> well, I just want to say that I'm like definitely behind because I just I don't know I just couldn't take like I felt like they were running that storyline into the ground with Amira and Hollywood and I just couldn't take all like every episode yeah and it's like it's like I have to deal with enough ugliness in my day to day life when I go out in public like. I don't want to have to turn on my TV and see like a milk dud that looks like it has fallen under the refrigerator. Are we talking about Trick Daddy? Yeah, like <laughs> stand up here and disrespect his beautiful wife. Like you are not all that, and I don't see anybody knocking down doors even before you got sick. Like who, unless they was out their mind, but who really wanted to be like, oh yeah, I want to fuck Trick Daddy? No one. Let me tell you something. Trick Daddy yeah. looked like if you leave a piece of bread in water and it just blowed up or some shit. Like Damn. when it's like if a biscuit sop up too much juice and you eating and the shit just swell up. Yes. <laughs> you know Trick Daddy he also like a, he looked like a dead body, honestly. Yes, he does. He also looks like um Martin when he got beat up. Remember oh, how he had all those Oh no, baby. Yes, oh no. When he got lumped up. Yep. That's what Trick Daddy looks like. I can't stand him. He's another one. I don't like his face. Yeah. I don't, I don't like the outfits like, he be wearing. I don't like anything like, about Trick Daddy. And this was before he got on the show. But the show just confirmed that he's <laughs> as unlike. Yeah, you tell him, fool. He is as unlikable as I thought he was. Um, He is ugly. He is misogynistic. He is color struck. He's he's abusive to women, and he hasn't um, he hasn't died yet, honestly. And for that, I'm a little bit upset because his wife. So in this last episode, his his wife, soon to be ex wife, 
all but alluded to the fact that Trick Daddy was abusive. Um, yeah, in the interview, she was like, when I left four years ago, his temper was really, really bad, and this, that, and the third. Like, nine times out of ten, when that's how women dress it up, they don't want to just come out and say, he used to hit me and verbally abuse me. But whenever a man got a really, really bad temper, it's because he's taking it out on that woman. Mm-hmm. And so she all but said in the uh in a little confessional that he had a really, really bad te- quote unquote temper. Right. And uh that Which let me know all I needed to know. Right. That was cold. Yeah, that was that was cold. Coupled with how he acts every time they're in the same room together, I highly believe he's abusive in some form. And uh then to send that shit to the shop. Like, you wanted this girl to make up her mind, make a decision. She said she wanted a divorce. Instead of leaving her the fuck alone and having that little funky ass, I do, I did, I'm done ass party, you gonna send some shit to her, her place of business? Like, come on. Tip, like, again, typical abuser tactics. Mm-hmm. So, I was just like, you know, I... Fuck him. That's how you were. You was like, fuck him. Because even before he got on the show, like, he had just some interview talking about uh, black women, y'all better get it together because Spanish women and white women about to replace y'all. Yeah, what? I remember that. I brought that up during the first the season premiere and everybody was mad at me. That was like two or three years ago when he said that. And I was like, I don't give a fuck if he said it 20 years ago. He still mean that shit. So If he dies, he dies. Fuck him. Pretty much. Right. Yeah, talking about black women. Once these white women start learning how to fry chicken, y'all bitches gonna be useless. And like, nigga, Paula Dean been frying chicken, and black women still in style. What the fuck is you even talking about? Exactly. Because hello, let them know, cool. <laughs> but I was like, that was so weird. Cause and then in her heyday, Paula Dean was finding the motherfucker, and black women was still in style. Like nobody gives a fuck. But niggas who look like you, like right. weirdos. I was like, hell, bye. But mm. I um so um <laughs> so speaking of mess. So uh <laughs> so Veronica, whatever the fuck her last name is, um Vega. My so Veronica Vega. <laughs> Mm-mm. So Queen Trina <laughs> in this last episode. I think, we, I think we could demote her. She's about to get demoted from Queen because she backed down way too easy for me. <laughs> Trina asks Veronica Vega why she feels like she can say nigga as a non-black person. And Veronica Vega goes on this rant talking about I'm from the hood, I'm poor, I grew up this, that, and the third. When they look at me, they see a nigga, so we all niggas. Look- no, ma'am. No, the fuck they don't. Let me tell you something. No, ma'am, no, ma'am. White people do not look at non-black people and be like, look at that nigga. I'm going to tell you that right now. Hmm. Even when white people look at uh, like mu- like Muslim people and Indians and Pakistani and people from those areas, they don't call them niggas. They call them terrorists. Even they don't get called niggas and niggers. <laughs> Let me just say that. Do they get do they get stereotyped? Yes. Are they called niggas and niggers? No. Same thing with Hispanic people and Spanish people and, and people from Mexico and shit like that. If they don't look black, they are not being called niggas. I can guarantee it. You might be called some other racial slur, 
but you are not being called a nigga. So no, when they look at you, they don't see a nigga at all because you don't look black at all. If you don't, if Veronica Vega doesn't open her mouth, she looks white. Right. She doesn't you know, even look. She doesn't even look Spanish. She doesn't like. She doesn't. You just reminded me of something. How she said that she could use the N word because she grew up in the hood. I remember like this girl telling me that she let this white girl and this other girl that she knows say the word nigga because they grew up in the hood and they were holding people down. And I was like, what that got to do with the time or the day? Like, she was like, well, it's different. Like, you wouldn't understand because you didn't grow up where we grew up at. And I was like, what? So, you, you think you can give little Susie over here a pass to say nigga because she grew up in a hood? Okay. Clearly, I missed something. I, I've had to, like, my husband is um, originally from New York, and he was like, um, you know, the Hispanics, the Mexicans, the Spanish people, they use the word freely because they're always around each other. And I was like, so dumbfounded because I'm from the Midwest and that is just not a word you will hear non-black people using in black people's faces. Oh, oh my God, girl. Like in certain areas in New York and especially in LA, like <laughs> they love using it. Like I remember going to a party in LA one time and I was like, uh, <laughs> I'm like, is this normal? Cause this shit ain't like, this shit not cool. I'm about to fight every motherfucker. Like dead ass. Like I'm like, who want what, when, and where? Like, yeah. Like I, I don't. I hate that people have gotten to the point where they're giving passes for it because I don't have passes to give for that word. Listen. Like if I'm not in a work environment, I'm probably going to fight you. If I'm at work, I'm reporting you to HR. Like you have to get fired. Fact. Like, like you I'm not even fired, or you about to get fault. That's one of the two F's. I'm about to fight you or get you fired. That's it. That's that's all I have for you. Like, the shit is... That is a lot. And yes, and again, Veronica Vega, it, she's white passing. So I really didn't understand her whole spit and her whole shtick about, well, when they see me, they see a nigga. So I just use, no, 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 uh-uh. It's a no. Like, girl, where? Just say you want you want out. It would have been a lot better if she would just said I used it because I thought because I wanted to, instead of giving that bullshit answer. Right, like walking your truth, beloved. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. The, um. So, mm, so, mm, well, I guess mm, we, me and Candace, will talk about this when the episode air, and then in like in our group chat. I I have conflicting feels about Amara working with Young oh, Hollywood. Yeah, so Lexi hasn't been watching. So uh Young Hollywood apologized to Amara finally. Oh he did? Yeah. Yeah, he and it was genuine. We, I mean we gotta be in, in the spirit of fairness. It, it did seem genuine. Oh okay, okay. And uh-huh. after that he was It took him five episodes, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. He um he apologized. Next episode, they are working together. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah, I think so, it was like he 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 um what it was he gave he got a he got a, a gig or something for her and she accepted it or something like that. Yeah, and then he took her like on a radio show and they like broke one of her songs or whatever and yeah got and so the a lot of people on Twitter seem conflicted about it. I feel I I am conflicted about it because I don't. Linda turned up. She <laughs> yeah. Hi. Yeah, but so she I, I understand taking opportunities when it knocks at your door. I'm not but I'm not in that music industry, so I don't understand necessarily swallowing my pride for the opportunity. And I guess I feel like that because I feel like she cried so fucking much the first half of the season that there's no way she should have been that that willing to work with Young Hollywood. Right. Like, it's kind of like, okay, hey, yes, thank you for apologizing. I appreciate that. But it's still fuck you because your thought process, your ideas on women that look like me has not changed that yeah. in five episodes. Right. They and don't change overnight. They don't change overnight. And you might be apologizing to me for the cameras and offering me these opportunities because the cameras are here. But how are you treating women that look like me when the camera's not rolling? Hmm. Yeah. Like, they, you know, Curtis, like Curtis, had, um, Curtis has put up, you remember Curtis had put that, um, um, I guess they has, I guess it was like when they had stopped filming or whatever. And like he put that, um, video in the group chat and he, and young Hollywood was talking about it. And like he more oh, or less. Yeah. Yes. Yes. This was after a film when uh, he was on IG live cracking jokes about calling her a Nutella queen. Talking about that was a good one. That was, yeah, that that's the not that one. That was like the first one. I'm talking about that other one he showed us where he was doing a like a radio interview and like he was saying like it was I don't a misunderstanding or something. He basically was saying a whole bunch of nothing and going on every anywhere and over like it, it was basically a bunch of a dribble essentially. Oh no, I don't remember that one. I'm glad I don't. If you yeah. That. yeah, I don't think you was in the in there that day. You might have missed it, but yeah, he basically it was more or less like. He said he was wrong, but like then, like gave, like went all around the world. Like he said he was wrong, but then went all around the world and basically erased what he just said. Mm. So, I don't know, but I, I I agree. I also agree that it it conflicts me because on the one hand, it's like like you said, I'm not in the industry. Like, I don't know, like, you know, if, if opportunity knocks, like if you got to take it or whatever. And then especially like with what she's saying, like how difficult broke, it is. You know? she, like she broken shit, but yeah, the part that makes me feel like it was kind of a, I called her kind of an opportunist the other day, but I don't know if that's the right word. I feel like she played the situation up far more than what it was to get sympathy. And that's kind of slightly the definition of being an opportunist is like playing up a social issue to get people on your side and then kind of abandoning it when you get what you need from the situation. And I'm not not saying she she kind of did that. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, you more or less saying that. You just trying to be kind. She kind of did that. She, She... Well, one, if we were to be completely honest... Young Hollywood never said she needed to make over her image to be a lighter woman. He said she needed to change her image and change her hair 
to give her a more pop appeal. So when she threw in the whole, he doing this because I'm dark skinned with an Afro, I kind of knew then what it was about to start hitting for. Though he never mm-hmm. mentioned her skin tone. The, well, he called her a Nutella queen. I was about to say it now. He, he, he I did mean, call her a Nutella queen, but it was kind of like, I knew what she was about to do. And then she spent the next five episodes crying about the shit and boohooing and doing photo shoots and wigs. and Yeah, like, I saw a, a little a bit lot. of that. And I was like, why is she having this photo shoot? Like, what is she trying to prove? I will say this. I mm, mm. you know you know how were you at that where initially you don't believe something but then when it's broken down to the lowest common denominator you start being like damn you could have a I, that's kind of I, where you sitting at ain't it <laughs> I <laughs> I I say this I think she where it got to be annoying for me is where it seemed like she was trying to prove herself to people that shown her that they don't give a fuck about her. Like, young Hollywood, she even Veronica and that other girl who, I can't remember her damn name, like, we've been saying that for, like, the past three weeks now, like, when somebody show you who they are, like, believe them, like, you doing all this to, like, prove yourself to people that you saying that don't give a fuck about you, then, like, if young Hollywood, well, I ain't no if, because the nigga, like, the nigga do have trash mindsets, like, okay, that nigga got a trash mindset of women that look like you, Fuck that nigga. You know what I mean? Like, he's, what the fuck? Like, you got? He for sure. I don't want to say if he he's racist, but he definitely is prejudiced. Yeah. And that was like my whole thing with her. Like, when we when we talk about people who are racist and people who are prejudiced against um against certain groups of pe- marginalized groups, mm-hmm. we have said before that they don't deserve the forgiveness that people tend to give them. Yeah. And, so for her to turn around and be like, oh, thank you so much. Yep, I'm going to take everything you hand me, even though you still probably going to get off this shit and treat women that look like me like shit. And I was just kind of like, mm. especially to know that she t- that she had a record deal. She got offered a record deal before this show, even before the season even premiered. So it was yeah, like, like, it was like after what, the first episode she got, we found out she got offered some? Yeah, so that means that record deal was in the works before it aired. And she probably just held it until it premiered. And so yeah. it was kind of like, did you really need to take anything he had to offer you when opportunity was knocking at your door regardless? Right. So the, I think that's yeah. kind of where I got conflicted about it. But on the on the other hand, like I, I understand doing what you got to do to try to get some money in your pocket, but I don't know if I necessarily would have did it, honestly. And Yeah, like, I agree. Like, I... <clears throat> Right, like the whole time when I saw that, I, when I like when I saw her, when I saw that she was in there with Hollywood, I was like, and I, I think because I, I think I live tweeted Monday from show page, I was like, mm, mm. Yeah. yes, 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 London, mm. yes. It just looks weird. I will say that it looks weird, and like I get it. Like I, I, I understand. I say the biggest thing for me was her all them fucking crocodile tears. Right, like. That made it a thing. Like she cried so much that you would literally think this was a make or break her situation. And like I said, as soon as the nigga was like, "Hey, come to the radio station with me," it was like she like like a kid sucked up her snot. Was like, "Okay, okay." Like, <laughs> ran off into the <laughs> I was like, you know, you could have just told him "fuck you" the first time and kept it pushing. Like you okay. have to do all yeah. these theatrics. 
especially just to turn around and work with him and take any handout he had for you. It just it was it was different, and so that was my thing. <laughs> Funny in the light, like I'm not denying that, you know. Yeah, like I had, like she she annoying. Like I mean, it got to a point where I was like, like I, it got annoying to me that she kept trying to prove herself to people. Like I said, that's shown that they didn't give a fuck about her. Like fuck them niggas. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like I would not be bending over backwards and going out of my way to prove myself to somebody who doesn't have the range. Like. Yeah. yeah, like you got a few young Hollywood got a few connections in Miami, but that's it. Her shit, he had a hand in. So again, I didn't see no reason for her to break her neck to do or take anything from him when a bigger opportunity was already at her door. Right, and especially a nigga that again, it took the nigga four episodes to genuinely apologize in the first damn place. So again, like, why would you even like? What? Like it, it just it, it looks weird, Amar. It looks weird. Yeah, it, it, it looks strange. Very. That's that's more or less why I'm with it. It looks weird, Amar. It looks weird. Let me tell y'all something that I got to get off my chest real bad. Amara Uh-oh. is probably the prettiest woman on that show. And I want to say that Miami got one of the uglier casts. Like yeah, if you take Amara. Yeah. Uh, the Veronica chick is decent looking, even though I don't care for her. Them three chicks, the Haitian girl, Veronica, and Amara. The rest of them women is fucking ugly, man. And the niggas too. Like, yeah, they are. Like, first of all, I'm so sick of Shay and them Lego wigs. If she don't let that shit go, Child, we need to let her go. How was your wig good on Flavor Love, and you done made it to Love and Hip Hop in 2018? Yo, and you look like. Like a character in a Lego movie. Somebody yeah. tweeted that. Yo, like her wigs were much better on Flavor of Love. Yo, wigs better when you was French kissing Flavor Flav in the mouth. Your life like, is truly what? shit, my love. Beloved, you need to go talk to somebody. Yeah. Get people. you some help. Her wigs stay doing the most. I'm like, what's the budget looking like for y'all to be out here every week? Get in front of some people. And Shay is a weirdo. Like, how are you trying to dictate who Scrappy can work with and who he could be cool with? And that man proposed to his baby mama while you was backstage at a reunion show. Right. What What is the matter with you? Little Scrappy couldn't breathe in my direction if I was Shay. Hmm. Yeah, speaking of strange, I thought the fact that she even gave this nigga the time of day, like, what? I'm like, so this no like getting played by ugly niggas. <laughs> Little Scrappy got fat like he stopped smoking cigarettes. You know when people stop smoking cigarettes and they start getting fat because all they do is snack now? Oh, what? Little Scrappy look like he be chewing nicotine gum and eating french fries. Okay. Candace. Huh? Okay. Uh, all right. All right. And them, that kitty bitch and her daughter or the mama, whoever, those bitches look, remember that lady who had all those surgeries to look like a, a cat or some shit Candace. like that? Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. they look like that? They yeah they got a lot of cheek fillers. They, they look weird as fuck. They do. One thing Shay said that was true is them bitches look like some botched experiments. She didn't lie. She didn't lie. They look very strange, especially the mama. Like you know, like the mama look like you know, like uh, on the purge where they had those masks. Okay, Jeremy, but I'm All the right. one that's out of order. Like all right, two four. Okay. All right. I ain't lied First of all, why is you at strip clubs with your moms? That was 
That was being Come out with this kitty lady. Like, why is you in the booty club with your moms? I listen, look, guys. Hey, everybody, listen. I if the only time me and my mom could drink together is if if, if I'm visiting and we in the living room drinking some some old bitch wine, you know, some Arbor Mist or whatever. But <laughs> hey, listen, no, I'm not going to the strip club with my mom. Period. Right. <laughs> no. I thought that was be be, be weird. Be be weird. Hey, I wish I wish Mike was here to uh, imitate gunplay. I get the boxing with my demons. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yo, what is wrong with that nigga? He, don't call he just looks so him. dirty, like all the time. Like, he, to, he is never gonna get his life together till he cut that one big ass stinky dookie dread off his goddamn head. It just you know looks like one long shit. <laughs> yo, you know, you know what it looked like. You remember that damn wig that uh, they spare had on Little Professor? <laughs> hey, you know what? Too far? Okay, cool. All right. That nigga said, I get the box and whip Medina. It's like, what? Come sit your dumb ass down somewhere. Like, leave yo, us alone. Yo, why did he say it like he was reading his cue card with his finger? Because he probably he was. was. He was. You know, good and goddamn well he can't read beyond the third grade reading level. <laughs> that nigga uh, has snorted his literacy away. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh shit. But uh I you know <sighs> I, exactly. I, don't no, I don't have no energy for cokeheads. I really don't. You came back that you came back to Miami to start snorting coke again. You could have stayed where the fuck you was at. Right. No, that's I think that's that was like didn't Kiara say that she was like you could have stayed in Atlanta for, well I could have stayed in Atlanta for this. Her and that big old dump truck booty gotta go back to the A. Right. She's like, I I can I can no longer I can I can I just cannot anymore. What else happened on Miami? It was kinda dry this week. It's kinda dry. Trick Daddy and that goddamn divorce party. Chapters. Oh yeah, when uh when his wife served him with her lawyer fees papers and he got mad and got in his feelings. Bravo, Joy. Bravo. Yeah, Joy, that was a classy move. Yes. He came to the divorce party and hit him with the lawyer fees. Theater. (laughs) Trick Daddy is really. That's my type of. That's my type of carrying on. I wish Trick Daddy nothing but the worst in life. Nothing but the absolute worst. Oh, you know what pissed me off? Trick Daddy told, uh, "What's the old bitch name from Atlanta that was working with Stevie J and Jocelyn?" KK. No, the uh, the one that's like the realtor. They said she was a scammer. Oh my god, I know exactly who you're talking about. Isn't it uh, uh idea? What's her name? The older lady. I know who you're talking about too. Yes, she's from like- Miami. Apparently, that's Trick Daddy's manager. Mm. Okay. Mm. It has been forever, but <laughs> she mm. Trick Daddy told her that Joy left him. When she found out he had lupus. And Joy was like, okay, what we not finna do is lie on me. Because we found out Trick Daddy had lupus damn near 10 years before he came out and talked about having fucking lupus. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, she was like, when he was diagnosed and <clears throat> over time, he just started getting progressively more mean. His temper got progressively worse. And I left. So, yeah, he started be- he started abusing her real bad once he got sick. Mm-hmm. 
He just looked like the type of nigga that'll use use an illness to be a piece of shit. Oh yeah, he built like one now. Hmm. Well, mm, mm. The irony. Mm. Okay. When you do the clownery. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, uh... oh, yeah. so then that old bitch from Atlanta that worked with Stevie J and Jocelyn and Shay went to go fight the kitty bitch and her daughter in the parking lot like the Michael Jackson bad video. <laughs> you ain't bad. You ain't nothing. Jeremy. Okay. Alright. <laughs> okay. It was like it was like all these old hoes is finna fight. Shit is about to get real hip breakish. About to be a bunch of white diamonds just spreading everywhere. It's about to be a lot of walkers flying. <laughs> Chains everywhere. I think <laughs> I know your mommy is so funny, ain't she? Word. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh I think that's it. I, I can't think of enough. Yeah, I can't think of shit else. But what I can say is you motherfuckers on this is about I have a rant. So yesterday on Twitter, I tweeted that I find myself being unusually quiet because I don't have a lot to complain about and that I'm just learning to sit quietly in my happiness. Right? Right. Okay. Some, some chick came in my mentions and was like, you a stupid bitch. You a dumb bitch. You a pathetic bitch. You a loser bitch. And I was like, whoa. Like, whoa, bitch. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so I looked her timeline and I looked and like, it was mad tweets dedicated to me. And I was like, excuse me, do I know you or something? Like, did you have another name or something like because I really don't understand what all of this is about in my mentions and she was like it's my opinion of you and I can have my opinion of you I was like you sure can but have it outside my mentions and so like she was one of those the astrology love is like pay me for a free reading ass women then she was like uh, I was like you know there's like I have no idea why you getting this disrespectful and she was like, well, when you got disrespectful in my mentions all that time ago, <clears throat> you ain't say nothing. So I was like, okay. One thing that's underestimated on, on Twitter for iPhone is the search feature. So I yeah. put in her screen name. I put in my old screen name. No tweets came up. <laughs> I put in her name. I put in my new at name. No tweets came up. I put in her name and I put in even some variation of my name like that intense desire, bitch, or no tweets came up. So this woman did all of this, and I've never interacted with her. Again, Thanks. when you do the clownery. <laughs> like, my good friend, my very best friend, my twin. Shout out to Kiki Boom, who has a new show on BET coming out called Death World Chronicles. But anyways, yes. Yes. as she Love always it. says, People just be regular. Just be you. Like don't Don't be weird on everybody's internet. And act like you this bad person because guess what? I'm the type of bitch I will pull up. So like people really get on Al Gore's internet and just act a complete and total fool and then think that you're supposed to be okay with it. No, because guess what? 
once I log off of this app or shut my computer down, guess what? I'm still the same regular, regular badass bitch elected that I am online. So I just don't get it like every day. And that's why I feel so bad for people who are like highly visible and have like large followings because people posted in your mentions like, okay, but I don't agree with that. Okay, but I don't give a fuck. So, what you want me to do with it? Pretend that I can't because I don't. Like, it's just crazy to me. Like, and she did all of that, and you never interacted with her. Like, never interacted. What with is her. wrong with people? Like, never. Like, I was like, am I wilding? Because 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 if something came back in the search, and it was me being rude to her, me saying something nasty to her, me cussing her out, I was going to apologize. Like, hey, right. I searched and I saw that we did have a negative interaction and I started it and I just want to apologize to you. I don't know where my head was at at the time, but you didn't deserve that. And so I'm sorry for coming at you crazy whenever this time goes. But nothing! People weird, man. They really are. Don't, like, listen, don't bother me because I don't bother nobody on this (laughs) new account. Like, I... (laughs) <laughs> I deleted my old account for a reason, and it was because I really got tired of people making this big deal about like, oh, y'all bitches with all these followers think y'all A B C D and y'all live on this shit because you got a lot of followers. It was like, okay, I don't have a lot of followers now. Can I tweet in peace? And the answer is no. Clearly, <laughs> like <laughs> clearly, the fucking answer is no. <laughs> because I really don't do shit, but really just talk about my kid and and reality TV. That's like all we pretty much talk about is that's really all I talk about is what goes on in pop culture now and crack some jokes here and there. I really don't be doing shit now. I don't even be on during the day a lot no more. So it was like, like seriously, if you thinking about being a weirdo or cussing me out, please, um. Uh, Please attach screenshots so I can know why you doing it. Like, like at least let me know where the animosity has come from. Don't have me searching and I ain't never said a word to you nor you to me. Like, I don't want to be bothered with that kind of madness. Keep that away from me and my family. I'm saying, like, just yeah. be regular. Be you. Be regular. That's going to be the episode title. Be regular. Yeah, be, be you. Like Snoop Dogg said, nobody can be you but you. <laughs> I saw a string of tweets before we get out of here uh, from um, his ad is Smooth Orator, and he was pretty much saying that, like, people, when you are highly visible on Twitter, anything you post that's not misery, people tend to take offense to. If you post pictures while you're on vacation, if you post your significant other, if you post the flowers you got for Valentine's Day, if people think you living too good on Twitter when you highly visible, they are going to find a reason to be upset with you. But listen, you don't have to do that because even that person you think is living their best life has bad days and some shit don't go that way. Or they might get in an argument with, with their significant other. Or their kid might be getting on their damn nerves. But all their bad moments is not for social media. So because you don't see them, you think they don't exist. But trust that as long as people are breathing, they are everyday people like you who go through everyday things. There is no reason to be weird to people you never met and probably will never meet 
on the internet because you think they too happy. Like, again, be regular. Jesus. That's it. That's it. Yep. Um, and so <laughs> we're going to wrap up this episode because we've been running a little long and I don't want to hear classic mouth. Um, so thank you to our friend Lexi for thank you, Lexi. And when you if you happen to catch up on Growing Up Hip Hop Atlanta, um, let us know so that we can like Oh, I definitely will. Well. And just to let you know, Love Hip Hop Atlanta starts back March the nineteenth. What? Yes. Back March the 19th. And um, Marriage Boot Camp with the families is coming back. And Jim Jones and his mom and Chrissy going to be on there. Oh, my God. Okay. So I saw, like, a commercial for that the other day. And I was like, what? Like, And um, the crazy bitch from um, Mob Wives is going to be on there. Renee. Shut the front door. No way. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> London's yeah. like, yeah, girl, you know. <laughs> yep. So nope. when you get caught up, let us know. So we oh, I definitely will, cause oh my so, god. So you can give us your your hot takes on the cast of Growing Up Atlanta, <laughs> and then I am uh, tell us the name of that podcast again for any of our listeners who are interested. Oh in yes, um, check out um Atlanta Monster, which is really really good. Like. Uh, seriously, I could not stop listening to it today. And then also, um, my twin, aka my best friend, my sister, Kiki Boom Boom, she's also on Twitter. Um, she's a producer in LA and she worked on a new show coming out, BT, I want to say next Tuesday, I believe. It's called The Death Row Chronicles. So it kind of digs a little deeper into like the history of death row and like the rappers and all this other stuff and she's telling me she got a chance to interview the doc and she was like girl he was fine as fuck and i was like yeah yeah make sure uh <laughs> make sure you remind myself or jeremy because oh i definitely will tweet it from the show page and i'll tweet it because um I am in, I'm fascinated with hip hop culture, especially like pre mumble rap culture. Yes. Yes. And it's always interesting to see I I watched bits and pieces of that Tupac movie and just the way they showed Suge acting in that movie, I was kind of appalled. Like I was like, okay. So I'm really interested to see what um, new life they'll shed on Death Row as because Death Row was a really big power player and at that time. So, yeah, I'm really intrigued. And so congratulations to your twin on that. Yes, I am so proud of her. She's so dope. Like, most of my friends are, like, super duper dope. Like, she has her show that she's doing on BET. My other good friend, she... Back up for logic at the Grammys. Like, all my girls are bad. Shout out to them. Yes. Shout out to my dope friends. Plug your friends. (laughs) We're doing dope things. (laughs) (laughs) My tribe is like, they're so, and I call them my tribe because, like, I'm an only child. So it's like, they're literally like the sisters my parents didn't give me. So, and my mom like loves like all of my friends. So like, if you're in my mom's good graces, then like you're legit. Cause my mom doesn't like too many people. She'll like tell you straight up. 
Like, okay, I don't like you, so you can get away from me now. Like, been there. So. <laughs> yes, as an only child, been there. So good to good to have good friends. Who you are know, like those are my babies. So shout out to my friends because they're amazing and I love them. Yes, and I'm just gonna give a shout out to again to to the birthday boy who is yes. Shout out to me. Up this weekend, he's going to a '90s party. He is also going to see Black Panther this weekend. Uh, are you off ethnic right now? Are you off Monday? Uh, no. Oh well. Well, still got a lot of good shit going on, and I'm gonna give a shout out to my husband because I know he will hear this when he listens because he listens faithfully. <clears throat> and um, thank you. Uh, for not being a fuck nigga. Yeah. <laughs> that means to me. And uh, even though you eat my talenti, just... The Target has it on sale this week. I think two for seven. Oh. Oh. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love their Sicilian pistachio. Like, so you you and my husband must be related because he swear by pistachio ice cream. Like I love pistachio ice cream. Like I literally so I might have to run through Target and give him <laughs> some of their pistachio because he ha- he like murdered my southern butter pecan from Talenti. Ooh. He was like, This shit mad creamy. Yeah, nigga, I know because the shit gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> But um, yep. So shout out, yeah, shout out to my husband and my and my friends. I have some great friends and Jeremy, Tay, Curtis, Kia, one of my longtime best friends, Michelle. We've been friends for well over a decade and whatnot. And shout out to white people for leaving me alone this week. Oh, praise Jesus! Thank y'all. Yes. So I think with that, we are going to get up out of here. Um, as always, be a greater hole, not a hater hole. Don't be weird on the internet. I hope you all had um, a good Valentine's Day if you celebrated it. Um, thank you for yes, Linda. Y'all not pregnant? Don't make no more Scorpios, child. Woo! Mm, mm, mm. When you do the clownery, <laughs> <laughs> you get a Scorpio baby. <laughs> you, there you go. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, shout out! I think. Uh, thank you for everybody that wished me happy birthday. Um, and uh, thank, shout out to everybody that's. The senior Black Panther again. Don't be an asshole to people that haven't seen it. Um, shout out to you know if you're gonna go see Black Panther, you know just have yourself a good weekend. Love yourself, love on somebody if you can, and if you can't, then just do what makes you feel happy. Um, and with that, um, before Classic kick our ass, I think we're gonna get up out of here, and we will see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>